Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice at this point. Novice. Absolutely a novice. <laughs> uh, with me, as always, we have Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. Amped to be here, Tim. Amped to be here. Brad Taylor, uh, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Hello, all. And we have a very special guest today, Jeremy Pulsifer, uh, Power Sports Service Operations Manager. Boy, what a title. It's a mouthful. Thanks for having me, everybody. (laughs) Absolutely. Tell us a little bit about what that title means. What do you do? Uh, How long have you been with the group? And give us a little bit of your history. Uh, Group-wise, I've been with the group for three years. Power sports-wise, about 16. Uh, I was acquired with Leighton Cycle and the Newgate Motorsports acquisitions. One, one of our better acquisitions, I would say. They're all great acquisitions, but... Uh, we uh, we had a lot of passion. We had a lot of fun. And the Young Automotive Group has shown, shown us how to maintain that and move forward and grow. So it's been pretty awesome. Uh, I'm a gearhead man. I like everything that makes power. And specifically, I like fixing things all the way from RC cars to... Too many of my wife's problems, man. So, and according to her, she doesn't. Lynn, actually- if you're listening, that was sincere. <laughs> Probably ought to do some more listening, Tim. Um, but what I do on a daily basis is I help uh, our eight service managers and their departments from everything from personal development right down to YAG process and policy. And what, uh, one of the reasons why I'm really excited to have you here, Jeremy, is uh, we've had different service people reach out and be like, hey, we want more service content on here. Um, and the power sport side, right? And so I'm really excited to have you here because I think you'll, it'll be super pertinent what you have to say. Um, so we're, I, I know as a team, we're excited to have you on this Very podcast. Very excited for your perspective here. Absolutely. So uh, I'm going to turn it over to Oliver, but it, it is a hot one out there today. <laughs> there is some there heat is some today. serious heat coming down <laughs> out there today. Oh. I well, don't even. I don't know how to deal with it. Uh, you know what's interesting? I know how you're dealing with it right now. Well, first, if you guys don't know this, Tim. Is a brand new dad. Yeah. Proud papa. Yeah. Congrats. A new little girl. Yeah, I was I was told recently that I am a dad noob. A dad so. <laughs> That's a totally different podcast. It is. One that I am not prepared to do. No, me either. <laughs> um, but I can see that with this heat, you're dealing with lots of cold caffeine. Yes. Which normally you yeah. have hot caffeine. Yep. Nope, you're I've surrounded got, in I've caffeine got, drinks. I've got three, three giant ca- I am here. At the will of the caffeine <laughs> gods alone, I am only vertical due to the sheer amount of caffeine flowing through my system. <laughs> Aren't we all sometimes, right? Definitely. Yes, indeed. Especially with a newborn. Well, the reason why Tim was talking about heat is because often in sales, we have to deal with problems and customers that are heated. And a lot of times, especially new sales professionals or anybody uh, that has to deal with heat, the, they're, the, what they want to do is run, right? You feel yeah. the heat mm-hmm. and what do you want to do? Yeah. Get the Get out hell of out of yep. there, right? Yep. Because uh, as humans, we struggle with confrontation. Now, do you guys remember your first time dealing with heat? Oh, absolutely. And I completely dropped the ball. I, I wish I could go back and apologize to that customer because I did not do a good job. Same here. I, well, what I remember is basically, I need to tag my manager. Yep. Where's my manager? He can solve this. I don't yep. know what to do. And I just ran away. But in order to really develop a loyal customer base, the key skill is actually dealing with heat. Yeah, now, absolutely. Now, you said, yeah, really quick. Why well, do you believe that, Brad? You know, I, I learned very early on as a sales professional that the customers that become loyal 
aren't the customers that don't have any problems. It's the customers that have an issue and you handle it. You take care of it and you see the problem through. Yep. And, and that's what's that. I, I agree 100% because that is what gains you loyalty is when somebody sees that not only will you take care of them when they're excited to buy something, right? Right. But when an issue comes up, you'll still handle them. You'll still step up. You'll still get them taken care of. So um, dealing with heat is how you create a loyal following, so, especially a fiercely loyal following. Heat, as far as I know, wasn't wasn't something that I understood until I got into the car business. I think back on like some of my personal experiences when I was an upset customer. So why do we call it heat? Why do we call it heat? Yeah. Because the customer is heated. Yeah. They're their on temperature fire. is up. <laughs> What's the number one reason they're typically hot? Poor communication. We didn't follow through. We, or missed, something, the, we missed the mark in some way, or, right? Or, or something. Or, or sometimes it's not even us. Sometimes just something happened. Yeah. Right? Out of our control. Sure. Right? So there are so many different situations that will come up that will create upset customers. But a lot of times... We take it initially personal. Yeah, we get defensive. Don't, don't you guys agree? Absolutely. The the first thing that happens is an upset customer comes in. They're mad. All of a sudden, you you put up this defensive wall of like, well, you're mad. It's probably at me, and so I've I've got to be defensive. And that uh, that I think is the the initial way we all start with upset customers is getting super defensive, and it's me versus you. Um, but. Um, I've used this this um, this this uh, framework to deal with heated customers for many years now. And, but today, I actually kind of got a good acronym. Uh, acronym. Acronym. Jeez, that word it's was not a, coming out. It's that English degree um, paying off for yeah. me. <laughs> acronym that that uh, that I think is really applicable, and that is heat. Hmm. Right. So nice. heat. So to deal with a heat heated customer, you got to use the acronym heat. So the first H is to hear them out, right? So when, when, when an upset customer comes in, the most important thing that you have to do right off the bat is hear them, yeah. right? That means slowing down, asking questions, and understanding fully what that means. And I can think of a few times when a, a heated customer, an upset customer came in, they started going off. I thought I knew what they were saying. And so instead of letting them get it out, I interrupted them and tried to say, well, this is actually what's going on. And what do you guys think that did? It does nothing. Even if you knew what was going on, it still conveys the message that you're not listening. Yep. Yep. And so when I didn't allow them the opportunity to get it all out, after I interrupted them, where did they start? They just started higher, right. hotter, yeah. right. more upset, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it, it, it's funny that you bring it up because, you know, you think about what happened to that customer before they made it into your dealership to have that conversation. The whole time they had this negative self-talk. They're not going to care. The, I'm yep. the only one that's ever had this problem. And so literally their heart rate is rising. Their temperature is rising. It becomes difficult to think through things. And I love that the first letter H is to hear them out because most customers 
just want to be heard. Well, and, and we talked at length, I think, uh, a few episodes ago, several episodes ago about active listening, yep. right? And about the difference between listening to actually understand versus listening to respond. And so this is where active listening is going to come into play. We've got to listen to understand, not just to formulate our response, yep. right? And that's the difference between being defensive and being, uh, you know, um, what's what's the word I'm looking for? Empathetic. Empathetic, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and 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 really, so what I try to do when I have an upset customer coming at me is I try to say in my head, before I start to address anything or move on from the age, I have to clearly articulate what they just told me. So before I move forward, I have to understand exactly what happened. And so to really hear somebody out, not only should you listen, but you have to rephrase what they said back to them to make sure that they go, yes, that is the issue. Because so many times I've assumed I knew what they were doing and I've attacked the wrong problem and it just created more upsetness, more heat, Yeah. right? And and another thing on, on, on hearing a customer out is, let's say they're yelling. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're pissed and they are, they're actually raising their voice and they're yelling at you, right? How long can someone yell at you? Not forever. They can't yell forever, no. right? Even if it feels uncomfortable, how long can they do it? And um, it's actually something I learned in my uh, MBA. The normal person cannot yell for longer than two minutes. So you have a two-minute timer. So the longest you'll have to stand somebody yelling at you is two minutes. However... Every time you interrupt them, what does that do? Restarts the clock. Resets the clock. So if you ever have somebody yelling at you, just take a breath and count to two minutes. 120 seconds, right? Now, I'm not saying you should take the abuse, right? If somebody's yelling at you, number one, get them out of a public space. Ask, ask them to go somewhere private where you can have a private conversation because them doing that in the middle of nowhere or in the middle of public is not okay. Now, if, if they're being, if they're saying, you know, things that are not okay, you also don't have to take that as well, right? You're still a human being and, and, and we would support you in that way. But if somebody's yelling at you, don't interrupt them. Let them go. Let them get it out, Right. Then when they're done, at the, the, at after H is empathize, right? So H, I'm going to still, when you rephrase what they, what they just told you, that's still hearing. Mm-hmm. I think that's called active yeah. listening. Yep. Empathizing is then also saying, man, if I were in your, your shoes and I, and I felt like that, I, I would be upset too. And when all of a sudden you put your, yourself in their shoes and they see you doing that, they, they see you as a person. Yeah, I, right? and I really like that because anytime anyone has an issue that they're upset enough about to come in and have some confrontation, they want to be heard, but they also want to know that they're not alone, yep. right? And so that empathizing allows them to know, hey, you're not alone. I'm sorry. If I was in the same situation as you, I also would be upset. Yep. And so, so creating that empathy allows the customer to see, hey, you're, you're not, your goal isn't to make them upset. Your goal is to, right? And so a lot of times I'll use our mission statement. I'll say, man, our goal here is creating exceptional customer experience. And obviously we haven't done that. And if I were you just rephrasing that problem, I would be upset too. 
so then, so that's the E is the empathize. The A is to apologize. Now, oftentimes people go, well, what if you didn't do something wrong? Well, you don't have to apologize for not doing let's say you did everything right Mm -hmm. and really it was just an unfortunate circumstance or something. You don't have to apologize for the act, but apologize for the situation. Uh, Yeah, You just have to apologize for the situation. Yeah. You have to say, you know, Hey, you know, Mr. Customer, I'm so sorry that this happened or for the situation. Right. So you don't have to admit that you're wrong or something like that. You're just saying, I wish that we weren't in the situation and that everything could have gone correctly. Just hearing an apology disarms somebody and helps them say, oh, okay, they they want to have a good relationship with me. And a lot of times, what will happen when you do that? Because Jeremy, I know you've had this. When you apologize, what does the customer do? Well, normally they believe you've taken ownership of their concern, whether it's your fault, your problem, the manufacturer's problem, the customer's problem or not. You've taken ownership and let them know at this point moving forward, we're going we're gonna to find a solution for you. And that usually has to start with an apology. Well, and, and so if, if I, now if Brad, you said, well, I apologize for that situation, the normal customer goes, well, I'm I'm sorry too. I probably shouldn't have been that heated. Yeah. Right. How many yeah. times have you had customers that were really upset that were heated that then once you, you know, hurt them out. Yep. Then you empathize with them. Then you apologize for the situation. Do they all suddenly begin apologizing back? Yeah, they'll give you an apology or sometimes also hit you with a thank you. Thank yeah. you That's for listening. Gratitude is what yep. I'm after. I want to get them to the point where yep. we're back to gratitude yep. again. Now. And and the the last part, the T of heat, right, is taking ownership, right? That is the okay. Now it's time. Now it's time. I want to do everything in my power to make sure I get you taken care of. Now that's not saying I'm going to solve every problem, right? Right. But I, I like that phrase of let me do everything in my power to to figure this out, right? Now that might be I, I can I have a solution right now that I could figure out. Or it might be, let me dig in a little deeper so I understand it, right? And you tell the customer that. Or it might be straight up, um, what what direction would you like to go? Asking the customer, you know, I, I can do everything in my power, but where would you want to go with this? That's powerful too, because you'll find a lot of the times it's not where you would have gone. Yeah, right. And, and just being clear with them, you know. And sometimes they might, it, their expectations might be way over what you want, w- w- could be doing, and you might have to be like, "Well, I, I don't know if I, I can, but let me see where I can go." Right? Or they might be way under. I, I've had somebody just be like, "You know, all I wanted was an apology. I'm actually okay, and you're obviously hearing me out, and so you can move forward." And so. Taking ownership is saying, let me do what I can, even if you're not the manager, right? I'm just, I'm just a salesperson. Well, you still, ha- you still can do things. You still can move something forward. You still can work with your team to figure something out. And as long as that person feels that, that you're taking ownership, it, is, it, it absolutely helps deal with upset customers. It's just the only way to get the solution started. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think an important thing to point out as, as a salesperson or as a receptionist or as a service advisor, the ultimate way of helping a customer through the situation isn't always just throwing money at it, right? We're not just throwing money at the problem. We want to continue to have that customer experience. And so I love the acronym, right? going through that process with them and taking ownership that you're going to be there to see 
it through to whatever that end is. And that really is truly taking ownership. Now, the one piece that this acronym doesn't have is thinking the customer. Um, uh, And I like to throw in a thank you right off the bat. And what I mean by that is um, if they tell me their problem, I rephrase it, right? I usually, I generally say, hey, first, before we even get anywhere, I just want to thank you for bringing this to why my you, attention. Why do you feel like that's such an important step to take, Oz? The, the reason why I think it is, is because often there's so many customers that don't bring us complaints. And so... You can't I, deal with that. Yeah, I can't deal with it. And so now I, I don't even have the opportunity to make it right. And so by thanking them, it allows them to see that like, I actually care about this. And and hopefully, and honestly, I, the, every salesperson I know cares about their customers. Yeah. If they didn't, they probably wouldn't be any good salesperson, right? right. So by, by thanking them, it allows, it allows them to see, oh, they care and they want this feedback because we need it. We need the feedback in order to deliver an exceptional customer experience. And so usually I'll thank them right off the bat. Thank you for bringing me this issue. If I were in your shoes, I would be upset as well. I'm so sorry for this situation. I want to take ownership of it. And then lastly, you know, as we walk through that, I'd be like, hey, and again, I just want to say thank you for for bringing this to our attention. Last thing I want you to do is just be upset. You, you know what I love about this framework, um, and it's it's something that you might not you might not recognize right off the bat, but this not only goes a long way to building that fiercely loyal following, it also adds a lot of value, yeah. right? When the customer knows that they're going to be heard out, regardless of what the situation is, they see value there. And that's how you build that fiercely loyal following. So do we have an action item for this week? You know, the action item for this week is I want you to first write down the last heated customer experience that you had. What were your feelings? What did you do? How was it? Right. Did you have to run to a manager? And then I want you to really pay attention as the next one comes up to how you interact again, thinking through this model. Um, cause I've actually done a few different trainings with it and it has blown people's minds at how effective it is and how much easier somebody feels while they're using. It. I would say also make sure you know how to count to 120. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 120. Just, just let them go. Just, sing, just let them go. Just keep breathing as they're yep. yelling at you. Yeah. You just got to sing happy birthday six times. There you go. <laughs> right. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been taking oh, copious wait, notes. Tim. Oh, yes. Oh, let's go to copious notes. We'll let's go to, go to copious, copious notes, notes and then, and then, and then we'll do that. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Well, I, as usual, I've been taking copious notes. Uh, so we're talking about dealing with heat. Now, customers get heated. Salespeople tend to, well, anybody, not just salespeople, anybody tends to want to run or get defensive. That's that flight, fight or flight response, right? Um, you can't do that, right? You've got to dig in. You've got to deal with it. Uh, customers that become loyal are not the problem-free cr- customers. They're the ones who have seen that you can step up to the plate and deal with their problems. Uh, and there are a lot of reasons that someone can be upset. We just can't take it personally or get defensive. We've got to follow this framework, right? And this is the HEAT framework. H, hear them out. E, empathize. A, apologize. T, take ownership. So if we're hearing them out, we want to slow down, ask questions, and understand fully what they mean. You have to be able to clearly articulate what they've said, active listen, and then rephrase. If they're yelling at you, it's okay. Take it uh, to a, a private place if they're getting super, super heated and just hear them out. Two minutes is all it's going to take. 
Uh, and then empathize. Put yourself in their shoes and show it. This humanizes you and it shows the customer that they're not alone, that you're on their team. Next, you've got to apologize. Even if you did everything right, you can still apologize for the situation. This shows that you've taken ownership and the customer is usually going to apologize back. This is when the temperature is going to really start to lower. Uh, next, take ownership. Make sure that the customer knows that you'll do anything in your power to fix the issue. Ask them what they would do and set clear expectations going forward. And then finally, uh, just make sure that you're thanking the customer. You've got to show gratitude for the opportunity that they've given you to fix the issue. Because if you don't, if they haven't given you that opportunity, then you can't fix anything for them. So this is how you're going to build that fiercely loyal following. All right, guys, I think that's about it. Yeah. I just have one thing. We, uh, we, we had a little content we or did. a thing where people were responding to our pod email. What is it? Podcast. Podcast at, at youngcoe.com. Um, and we have two winners where we're giving them each a hundred dollar gift card. That's Let's Kimber um, at the Dodge store in Morgan and Billy at Ogden Power Sports. Power Sports. Fantastic. And hey, thank you guys for, thank you everybody who has uh, sent in emails. We received a, a lot of great feedback. We definitely appreciate you listening. We appreciate you letting us know how we're doing. Uh, we appreciate you letting us know what you'd like to hear on this podcast going forward. And we want to keep hearing it. So please send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Also, if you haven't gone on iTunes and left us a review or rated us, please do that. It's going to help us out an awful lot. Uh, and uh, finally, we just hope that you all have a really great day. Stay out of the heat. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank Dana Mayo. Thank you.